0: Well, it's such a massive time for Carlton fans getting ready for the preliminary final tomorrow night against Brisbane, but also a chance to reflect back on what was such a, an amazing day back in 1999. And who better to talk to about the game than Anthony Kuduffidis? So, uh, Kuda, welcome to SEN. Thanks very much, Adam. Glad to be on. What can you remember about 1999? And before we go to the actual day, but just the build-up to, to taking on Essendon and what was seen as a Mission Impossible going in for so many people.
1: Yeah, they were clearly the best team that year. Uh, we had played them twice, and uh, the first time we played them, they beat us by over 40 points, Then the next time by almost 80. And I think David Parkin said that uh, we'll be, be great players, and so... They really dominated us that year and uh, we didn't start the finals campaign too well against Brisbane but then luckily the way the finals were set up back then in the past, we uh, we actually played West Coast uh, here in Melbourne at the MCG and we uh, tweaked our game plan a little. I think it was a bit more like will get the ball quickly and all of a sudden we just played really well against the Eagles and then uh, so we came into the prelim final with a little bit of confidence and of course we, we were going up against the best team that year but uh, the build-up was no, no different. Then. I mean, you always get excited finals. We all play for that reason. I, I sometimes look back at my career and think, geez, I only played 13 finals games. I wish I played more, but uh, I, I love the finals. And uh, the day of the game, all I can remember was, if, if I'm correct, was that Essendon supporters, what, the news was Essendon supporters were lining up for grand final tickets. So they thought it might have been a bit of a training training run for them because obviously they you know, dominated us twice throughout that year, but i never forget John Elliott in the change rooms and he came up and he said, I've got a funny feeling about today, Cuda. And I, he made me think of the history of the Carlton Football Club and the times when they should not have won finals, and they did. And I mean, the culture, I think it was all about culture, Adam, really. At the end of the day, that really got us over the line. So what, he just spurred me on before the game. And I assume and him and all the board members who were really part of one big happy family that walked around and probably inspired the other players as well, I assume, and we got off to a great start.
0: You certainly did. You kicked six goals to three in the, in the first quarter, and at halftime it was eight goals, four to, to three goals, ten, Essendon, and yeah. not kicking a goal in that second quarter. But just from a, a David Parkins' influence on things, I mean, such a, a, a big name in, in, in AFL football, a master coach, and, and often a, a master motivator. What was his theme, if you can remember, going into the game and, and then when you get to halftime where you, you're leading Essendon by, by quite a margin?
1: Yeah, I can't remember what Parker, you know, had said back then. I mean, Wayne Britton had a big influence on that, on us also. He really was, a lot of the tactics of the game plan and everything was really revolved around him and Barry Mitchell, really. I mean, Parker was the head figure. But uh, a lot of the moves and strategies th- throughout that day, in particular that year and the second half of 98, then moving forward, I mean, Wayne Britton was the mastermind really behind a, a lot of it. But... Uh, Parker was a uh, definitely a great motivator, a great speaker, and uh, yeah, I probably you know you don't really appreciate a coach until he leaves, and you realise how wonderful he was. And Parker was terrific in that sort of sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So half time it was eight four <coughs> to three ten, and then in the third quarter Essendon got going, and it was. Quite remarkable, really. The Bombers kicked seven goals seven and could have very easily kicked 10 or 11 goals in that quarter. The Blues only kicking two goals two. So you turn at three-quarter time, 11 points down. Now, there's a lot of things that have been said post uh, post that game all those years ago about Stephen Silvani's influence at three-quarter time, what was said to, I guess, get yourselves going again and and kicking on to, to win that last quarter. Before we talk about your own role in that last quarter, can you remember three-quarter time and how you were feeling?
1: You know, look, I remember the third quarter I was in defence and just watching the ball kicked over my head so often. <laughs> and we, we just did the most silliest mistakes. We almost handed really them the game. I mean, uh, a couple of our kick in straight to them and, you know, the chances of spoiling, we just didn't spoil the ball. But Essendon, let's be honest, Essendon played the way that they were capable of playing all four quarters by kicking seven goals, seven and. I felt like I was seeing the ball well and I was playing well. I just felt like I was almost stuck in a cage. I remember three-quarter time thinking to myself, I was looking up above, just just please put me in the midfield. And I was just hoping that they would and they did in that three-quarter time. I know SOS um, you know, took us away and, and spoke to us at three-quarter time. I have no idea. I mean, you're that intense into the game and you're that fired up. And you knew it was our last. either going to be our last quarter or we're going to end up playing in the grand final. And so... Of course, we're all fired up against our arch enemy, Essendon, who, are, you know, just, they were really a phenomenal team that year, and I dare say if they got to the grand final, they would have more than likely not in the, taking anything away from North Melbourne, but I dare say Essendon probably would have taken home the Premiership
0: Cup. That last quarter, Cooter, from yourself, 12 disposals, 6 marks, 2 goals, to finish with 29 disposals and 12 marks for the match, but as you said, you got moved into that midfield in the last quarter, and... Not only did it I guess transform the game but it almost transformed you as a footballer moving forward from then as well because you became this this superhero with the way you played your football. look
1: I love playing in the midfield unfortunately because I was so versatile I had to play 10 out back at times in you know in the forward line some other times back pocket, full back I played a bit everywhere and so and I think I played majority of my career really on the wing sometimes I look back and think. This would have been interesting if I played solely in the midfield and uh, seen what sort of you know stats I could have probably racked up. But I, I love being a you know the team player. I had to be that way, being so time. So I guess that made me different to other players, and people probably still remember me because of that. That because of what I was able to do, you know, transform the game to what it is probably now as an athlete and stuff. And so. I, I remember the runner coming out to me, and it was probably two or three, four minutes in the last quarter, and I knew then, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, the, I'm in the midfield. And early on when, when in that uh, last quarter, I, was, I just remember Justin Murphy having that footy, and uh, I was just running from the wing as fast as I could, thinking, just wait, just wait. He obviously seen me. You could tell by the uh, replay when he's, peer, he's He's looking towards my way, and he just bombed it in, and I took that mark. And it was on Fraser Brown, kicked that goal before that mark, and so he just sort of pegged back... Uh, the difference, and uh, yeah, we were fight up. And uh, I, look, the midfield is uh, the the place where I just let myself go and I could just play with freedom. And whether it was defence or up forward, I could just run and just do the things that I love doing. And so as it panned out that day, that was a start really, Adam. I mean, 99 was a great year for me, and I, I probably didn't get enough recognition for what I did because I played really 10 out back and had a terrific year and uh, finished second in the club, best and first when I missed five games, and so... I could have easily won the best and first. And then, of course, year 2000 was my greatest year. And then 2001, I happened to win the best and first as well. And so I had three, you know, really good years uh, in that period. But, you know, injuries got, got in my way as well. So every year I got some sort of injury um, at yeah, the peak of my powers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So take us through cool. for all, everyone that's listening, particularly Carlton fans. When you are owning the MCG, there was 80,000 yeah. there that day. It, um, there's a grand final up for up for grabs and you're completely controlling the game. What, what's that feeling like?
1: I don't know. Man. You know, Adam, we're just out there playing, just hoping to win. It's not so much me, but just you just I you know, get that feel and you just know where to run and that ball's in, you attack it and you don't even have to think of anything else. And so you're just going with the flow and uh, enjoying every every moment. But it was a big occasion. You know, it was pre-ling final, here's Carlton Football Club, the year before we won one game and lost nine in a row and we then we just found incredible form in the second half of the year when Wayne Britton really took over training with Barry Mitchell and almost made finals. And then we were, you know, a year later and people were saying that we need to rebuild in 98 and big John Alex stood there and said we're cold and we never rebuild. And there we were, at the, you know, grand final in 99. Who would have thought that? And to me it all comes down to culture and led by great leaders and uh, who instilled that belief into us and that's how we got there.
0: So when you look at the team and what they're doing now, is it the same sort of emotion as you as a supporter? <clears throat> and I know your family are big Carlton people as well, and we saw the emotion after the the win last week against Melbourne from you and your family. What, what's the feeling like this time?
1: It's unbelievable, Adam. I mean, it's been a frustrating period to be a Carlton supporter, and I, the young kids don't understand how powerful and how incredible this football club was, really, for you know, like for decades. Me growing up as a Collingwood supporter, Carlton were the team, envious of every other club, money, power, success, everything you want to be involved in a football club. That's what Carlton was, and so for a long time now they haven't been that way. And you know, my young boy who he loves he's such a passionate council sport, he sits in the cheer squad and, uh, and he cheers for them. But you know, it, there was times I'm sure he wanted to jump ship. You know, he got frustrated, but he never, not that he ever would, because he loves the football club. I take him to training occasionally. He, he tells me, he goes, Dad, I can stay there all day. That's how much he loves it and, and the plays. And now I think, I'm, you know, come, I mean, the last, I don't know, what was it, 10 weeks of the season, whatever, after round 15, he'd come home after we met Porter, you know, Collingwood and Melbourne and, man, he was just on top of the world. And then my dream was always to go to a finals game with him and enjoy it. I missed the first one against Sydney uh, because I was in Perth, but. Last week he was sitting in front row, as I was a few rows behind, and he was sitting there with uh, my other, my daughter and my other son. And mate, I oh, just every goal, he's just you know, he's just there, just cheering. And then you know, for us to win the way that we did, he's just on top of the world. You don't realise that, and I guess as a player, what a footy club does, a sporting club that you love, and when they become successful, when you don't understand what they do for a family, for kids, you know, it brings us together. We find a lot of joy out of it, and so him and I, you know, and the family, we really celebrate it on the weekend. I'm just so thrilled for the current batch of plays because I think how blessed I was when I walked in that football club. you know, like incredible that it was. And my last five years and my 17 years on the list, it wasn't quite the same. But for the, everyone that's walked in the current football club the last 10 or 15, maybe 20 years, don't really know – how powerful this club is but now we're finally get, getting to see how powerful the Culture Football Club is and it's a very exciting time for not only our supporters but I'm sure for the players and everyone around the football club to understand that this is really and was the greatest football club and probably still will be now if we start to to become successful again
0: I can hear the emotion in your voice Cooter, just two quick ones before I let you go your favourite player to watch now in a navy blue jumper
1: yeah. well I got, a, I've got a, a list of players that I do I mean but we know the standout really is Charlie. And these two finals games probably weren't what I expected him to be from him, because I believe he's got another level or two. But I guess it's probably only a matter of time, and it, it maybe tomorrow night where he breaks free. I, I think it's only a matter of time, and if they can get through tomorrow and uh, get to the grand final, I can only imagine what sort of game you know he potentially could have. I and mean, while she was just. Unbelievable. He was just unbelievable last night. Uh, last Friday night, Newman was great, weedering. And Cripper's just hard at it. I've always loved Cripper because I admire his leadership and what he's done for that football club, that love and passion that he has.
0: And are you going to win?
1: <laughs> I believe that there's any team that can beat Brisbane at this count. I've got true faith that they can do it. It's going to be a massive challenge for them. And Brisbane are an incredible team. Anything can happen. But of course, I'm going in this game believing that Cullen can do it
0: that we really appreciate your time this morning uh, reflecting back on that uh, that famous win in 99 and also sharing the the emotion that you have for the current blues. Uh, good luck tomorrow night.
1: Thanks very much. Appreciate it.